Blended. Welcome to Marketing Blend, where I give you everything you need to know that goes on the marketing news. I'm your host, Brett Deister, and let's get on with the marketing news. All right. There's a slew of new things coming out because yesterday was just that. Things coming out. First of all, if you actually use LinkedIn quite a bit, you will know that there is one thing always lacking on LinkedIn, and one thing that I've always said LinkedIn should be having is video. Well, the time has kind of sort of come. They are uh, allowing influencers to do more of a question and answer format video. So it is more of a one step in, let's see how it works, let's see if it works at all. So it's not really a full-fledged type of native video, not like what Facebook's doing or even Twitter or even just YouTube. So we're seeing the beginnings of it, but not really a full-fledged type video push. But it's a good thing to see that LinkedIn is actually trying to do something like that. Uh, Kind of a Q&A question and answer. Eh. I mean, you could kind of do that through Periscope anyways, in a way. Uh, you can do that Facebook Live, but I guess this is just one step closer. I've always said that they should have probably put a, should have bought Blab, but we'll see. We'll see how well this does. We'll see if anybody actually reacts to this, if anybody actually engaged with, with this better. Uh, but for right now, if you're not an influencer, you are not going to actually use it for a while because they're going to be testing it out. Test, test. All right. Now, the biggest news of yesterday, Instagram stories. Yes. Instagram has finally just completely copied Snapchat. All right. I have always been a firm advocate of just not completely ripping off somebody, but apparently Facebook cannot let go of trying to copy Snapchat. It's done it before, it has failed at least three or four times, and it looks like it's trying again with this. Now it looks a little bit more interesting because it's more on the top of your feed, and then you can click on it if you want. It only lasts 24 hours, so after that it's gone, so it's more like I better click on it before it goes away. So there could be some interesting things with businesses. Right now I really haven't seen much. I checked on it from a couple businesses that I follow, and they've just kind of linked back to their blog. Uh, some people have linked back to their Snapchat, so we'll see if this actually is going to work because that's well, all in the, up in the air. There could be some good business opportunities here with some very just in the moment type of, this is the only way you're gonna see this, and then leaving some other content for just static. Uh, you know, staying there forever, unless you delete, but still someone can screenshot it. Anyways, uh, like I said before, this could be interesting uh, to see if this actually does take off. Like I said before, Facebook has done this so many times that I'm wondering if it is just trying to do it just to do it and not actually trying to succeed with it. We'll see. Uh, it's still, it came out yesterday, uh, so we'll see. I'm not against it actually more against it to be honest I'm really against it I think Facebook has not done a good job of differentiating self anymore it just copies whatever the last uh, person does or last social media does that actually is really good and takes off so I'm always skeptical of Facebook because I just don't feel like they're innovating at all anymore they're just doing what they need to do to stay ahead 
And that's the only thing. And so they'll be able to stay ahead for a while, but we'll see. So it should be interesting to see if there's any kind of uh, new strategies based around this. Probably won't. There's probably going to be a lot of trial and error for this, but like I said, should be interesting to see what that entails and what the business analytics is going to have within that because it is new on Instagram and I do have it. I do, do get to see my impressions and my reach and all that other fun stuff. All right, there is a new report that says three quarters of native ads get failing grades or failing scores. Same thing. But the Online Trust Alliance, the OTA, did a native advertising assessment and found they suck. They don't really tell you that they're sponsored posts or not actually real posts from the publisher. They just, a lot of them just kind of just show you this is powered by somewhere else, but don't actually tell you that it's just a sponsored post. Now, that's kind of bad because you lose trust between that. The only one they actually mentioned that was pretty good was um, the Wall Street Journal actually did a pretty good job with identifying what was a sponsored post. And that was the only one so far. Now, they haven't named names, but, they, but m most of them have not been good. So we'll see if some of these publishers actually, you know, do a better job of this and not make it where it looks like it's a nefarious sponsored post. We'll see, but they're all desperate for money, so that might not actually change. But they did say that they will publish, they will name names eventually if they don't change. But what's interesting is that um, out of the 69 sites, only 9% received a, tr a top trust score for clearly distinguishing native ads as ads. So what I think a lot of publishers are doing, and what you should never do, is kind of not tell them that it's a that the native ad is an ad and kind of just uh, make it look like just a regular post. But I think there's a lot of strategies behind that saying that that's a better way of doing it because people will actually click on it. But then you piss people off because they're like, but this 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 was selling me something. I didn't want, I just wanted to read this, duh. And so, like I said, it should be interesting to see what actually comes about of this. I, I don't know if the publishing industry will change that. They've been desperate to stay afloat and this is another way of doing it, so we will see. We'll see you guys. All right, Google AMP uh, is coming to, well, other pages. It's going to be part of the organic mobile search results as well. However, this will not uh, affect your rating boost. So if you have it, great. You're already future-proof for eventually when they do have a ratings boost. If you're not, you might want to consider doing it. The reason why is because if you have that little icon on there, people more likely want to push on it because guess what? Pop, it's there. Whoa, amazing. Uh, and so people, it'll just pop up less than a second usually, really fast. It is the future of SEO, it's the future of mobile, and a lot of businesses need to get on it. Now, APM, or Accelerated Mobile Pages, has only been for news type content, but they're branching out to other types of content. So like I said before, it might be wise to slowly begin migrating your uh, website into an a APM so you get more traffic, it'll load faster, and people won't be so frustrated that it's loading in four seconds instead of less than a second. Because we like fast fast loading things. Yay, fast loading things. Woohoo! All right. 
Facebook looks like it's testing how how to monetize live video. Yes, it doesn't really care much about the pre-recorded video, but it does really care about live video. And so what it has done is that it's testing out mid-roll ads. So it's like they say taking a break. So you can take a break from the live stream if you want to. I don't know how well this is going to play out. Uh, it, now, publishers can opt out of it if they want to. They don't have to opt into it, but I'm pretty sure most of them are going to opt into it because they really want that. But my thing is, from just a consumer side and taking the marketing hat off, uh, Facebook, why are you trying to monetize every single thing on your site? That's my problem, is that they try to monetize it every single thing, but they kind of just and this is my marketing hat back on, give businesses a shaft with organic reach saying pay us to advert to get your message to your followers and beyond. And so I'm always, I've always lately just have not liked what Facebook's been doing. They may be the dominant one and that's fine so they can do whatever they want for the time being, but I just don't like what they're doing. Now, this is one of them. Now, it's great that publishers can opt out of it, but I don't know how many are actually going to opt out of it, especially if Facebook will cut a check to them uh, so they could actually you know, use that to for their revenue, revenue boost. So it looks like, hey, we're profitable. Oh, my gosh, it's so amazing. We're profitable. Woohoo! Uh, but it should be interesting to see if people actually react in this in a positive way or kind of just like, why are you cutting to an ad in the middle of this? This is getting so interesting. So they say this is better than pre-roll because it's not in the beginning. However, in mid-roll, maybe someone really wants to take a break, but it's the most exciting part, and they kind of just messed that up. So there's pros and cons to it. Live streaming is the future, so businesses are going to have to figure out how to use it more effectively. I like live streaming. I prefer Periscope just because... I Really just don't like Facebook all that much. I'm on it, kind of, sort of. Look at it, kind of, sort of. I actually use LinkedIn a lot more now. I think I'm just getting older, to be honest with you, and I just don't really have a patience for Facebook anymore because it usually makes me mad. All right, here's another cautionary tale about knowing who your users are. Reddit has decided to make a plan for brand-sponsored posts. Now, it's not usually the best thing on Reddit. They don't really like it. They will make fun of you for it. And so what happens is that Reddit's like, okay, how to make money? We allow brands to be on here, but the user has to opt into it. And once they opt into it, they get a gold star, which allows them to not see ads and a whole bunch of different things. Well, some vocal Reddit users are like, this is terrible. I don't want this. Why are you doing this? This is defeating the purpose. It's going to change the whole uh, way that Reddit is. Blah, blah, blah. My thing is, is that maybe you're right. However, if this site cannot figure out how to monetize, it will not be around forever. So you either have to take the good with the bad or take all the good, it goes bankrupt, and then you're left with nothing, and there's the bad. So I may not be all for all these different types of ads, but I feel like Reddit is trying to do a smarter way of not completely ending you like Facebook does with ads. So we'll see what what they do if this actually works out for them or not they may have overestimated their users and kind of jumped the ship on it funny thing is twitter's kind of not twitter excuse me tumblr is doing the same type of thing 
with its users, but it's kind of check with them so they actually get something. Right on the other hand, they're not giving anybody anything. They're like, we're taking all the money, and you just get a gold star. Yay. Woo. Gold star. Woohoo. I like gold. I love gold. All right, here's a... Well, I found this interesting infographic. However, the ages for millennials is wrong. It is, and I've always seen it, 18 to 35, not 18 to 29. So they have that wrong. And I don't know, there really is no define who the heck is. Uh, just, never mind, let's just move on with this. Now, the interesting thing about millennials is that they are... Uh, digital socialites it means they're on digital social media. They are in the emerging technocracy. To be honest with you, most millennials don't even know what the heck goes in their computer. And this is from a millennial myself. I have talked a lot, a lot of millennials, and they buy an Apple, and you ask them, "Well, what's in your Apple?" And it's like, I don't know, it just turns on. I'm like, oh, that's great. Um, they are also casually engaged, so they're at least engaged in the digital world, but more likely to be unemployed. Ouch, but probably true. Uh, so always remember that is that they may not actually be able to afford <laughs> what you can offer. Uh, they're a dynamic media junkie, so extremely tech savvy. It's kind of in some ways they are. Some ways my generation is. Some ways it's not. Uh, for knowing what goes inside your computer, a lot of them don't know. For like understanding how to video edit, yeah, a lot of them are actually pretty good at that. But like I said, uh, tech savvy is a very broad term that I wouldn't use lightly. Uh, and they're also digital window shoppers because everybody is. Uh, and so 23% uh, uh, of the millennial uh, population is female dominated. 26% uh, of the population is female majority. 23% uh, of the millennial population is male majority. This is kind of weird, but there's some that gives you some percentage of what goes on with it. Oh, so the window shoppers, now I see it. Now I can't see the generation line. The window shoppers is female majority. The digital socialites is uh, female majority. That's 45% uh, to 55%, so about 10% difference. Now, digital media junkies is male majority, 64 to 36%. Uh, casually engaged is male majority, Karen. And then male majority is emerging technocracy. So we're emerging that, I guess. I don't strong engaged digitally and highly influential. I guess in a way I guess in a way we are a little all influential. I don't really agree with it completely, but yes. Now there's a few other things. Now millennials are the most likely to have to own smartphones. Gen X's, it kind of goes the same with smartphones and PCs. And then 54, 64 year olds have more PCs and smartphones. And then as obviously 65 and plus dominantly have PCs. So there you go with that one. Uh, millennials really don't, well, don't read magazines very much. Uh, yeah, we're kind of not really, we make the smallest percentage of magazines, newspaper subscriptions. Boomers make up the most. Well, except for magazines is more Gen X, but boomers for ma for newspapers is completely that. Uh, millennials are the second to, to Gen X in, in the internet user population. We're actually probably the first if they actually did this right and actually did 18 to 35 instead of 18 to 29. It's not that. Uh, millennials spend all, the least amount of time watching TV. True. I don't really spend that much time. And millennials make up the smallest percentage of radio listeners. 
probably true because they actually listen to podcasts more. We're more likely to listen to podcasts than we are listening to radio because podcasts we can listen to anywhere and we can describe these things. But it's an interesting thing. I'll put up the rest there. Uh, spending pref- uh, preferences for millennials is socialization, education, apparel, services, food and away from home, food at home, and transportation. Gen X is personal insurance, pensions, entertainment, and baby boomers is healthcare, services, personal care products, reading, and miscellaneous spending. So the brands that are, making, that are, that are marketing to millennials is Tom's, Orber, Parker and Uber, obviously, because they're the most popular. And this is the most important thing that you guys need to understand. Best practices for marketing to millennials, be on multiple platforms. That's a good one. Just have a social media presence, but more than likely, just don't have a presence, but actually actively engage. As well, be authentic, informational blogs, personalization, because it's all about my generation. And optimize for mobile, as always, because everybody's telling you that. All right, there's... Other new insights about shares. Uh, now, this one's actually interesting because what it actually finds is that, well, Facebook kind of has the most social shares, the sharing on the network. It is beyond dominant. It would be a monopoly on the sharing. It is 90.2% of that. Followed by Twitter, which is only 6.1%, then LinkedIn, 2.5%, Pinterest at 0.9%. And Google Plus shares at 0.3%. So Facebook, still the majority. Now, uh, total shares by publishers. Uh, the top are Google.com, BBC.co.uk, and BBC.com, BuzzFeed, Yahoo.com, and HuffingtonPost.com. Because if my millennials have taught me anything, I'm supposed to be liberal, and I'm not really that. Not at all. Nope. Nope. Not at all. All right. For the sentiment, mostly has been positive. They're uh, by 69.3%. Negative is at 23%. And neutral is at 7.7%. Because uh, researchers found out that positive or negative emotion will get more shares than neutral for some odd reason. So you have to kind of, you know, tell us that we should be positive or negative about something because you'll get more shares, even though I may be wrong. But that is it. I will put those infographics in the show notes if you really want to dig into it. I think it's fascinating just what's going on, especially with the articles uh, that sentiment is still overwhelmingly positive. Uh, so that is that. Uh, the funny thing is is that BuzzFeed has the mo- has more has a, quite a big big uh, share of Pinterest shares as well, but still overwhelmingly, all the social network shares are Facebook and Facebook alone, which goes to show you that Twitter needs to step it up and figure out a way to make it more of a way of sharing things. Pinterest needs to keep on just chugging along. I mean, they're more of the smaller ones anyways. And Google Plus, well, I really don't know about that because I don't know if Google has just completely just stopped doing it or not. But like I said before, it's interesting, but Facebook overwhelmingly is the top dog. I mean, I like it, but it is what it is. Can I get away from it? All right. For those that are on Instagram, personally and professionally, there are going to be new moderation tools to weed out uh, harassment, quote unquote. 
because harassment is a big deal and because people cannot understand that it's just people saying things online that they get all twi twisted in a bunch for it. Uh, Instagram has finally kind of launched it. I've, it seems like they launched it with Taylor Swift because of the feud between the Wests and Taylor Swift. She had a lot of uh, snake emojis on her uh, on one of her posts. And so... Consequently enough, looks like Instagram kind of turned on for her and you couldn't post anymore with those uh, snake emojis. And so that's what it's going to be. So it looks like now you can, you'll can you be able to moderate your, uh, your comments to make sure there's nothing offensive or mean. And to make sure, uh, and, you know, maybe get rid of more spam. I could see this as a better spam filter because there's a lot of spam on Instagram. I'm just saying. Uh, but that's... That's one of the ways of doing it. Another thing is, is that you can actually, you'll be able to turn off all comments and you can do it post by post. So if you're seeing a lot of bad negative comments, you can finally go, nope, we're done. We're gonna turn this off and kind of give people a rest, which could be like giving people a timeout. You're in timeout, everybody. Go have fun doing something else. Uh, I don't know really what I feel about this because the whole like, Oh, we need to protect our feelings from people that say online because we put so much weight on what strangers talk about us is kind of ridiculous. I think just from a personal standpoint, I know I'm doing a lot of personal stuff on this one, but from a personal standpoint, y'all just need to stop thinking that this is all important. There's a people that don't know you. Who cares? But from a marketing standpoint, yes, it's great that we can kind of, you know, cut it off the source if it's getting too bad and kind of kind of give everybody a timeout and then go turn it back on if need be. And if you think one's going to be a little bit more controversial than another, just turn it off before. Uh, and also be allowed to, you know, moderate what's going on with it as well. I think it's a great way of doing it, especially if you can filter out emojis, especially if someone's spamming emojis, because that's always fun to get, I think. I don't know. It's just... It's just really, really weird, uh, and I hope that, you know, people at least try to be nice to each other. I get that we all have different opinions. I'm always happy about people's opinions. I think some people's opinions need to be rethought about, but that's, that's my own opinion. All right, there is a new app that looks like you should try, because we're now going into the app slash programs you need to try today, and so it is called uh, Artisto, and it allows you to basically do what Prisma does to photos, you do to videos, and there's different types of filters and you can change it uh, depending on what you like. And it all does in a matter of seconds because it's AI powered, so it looks interesting. And so you're looking for a, a different angle to get your videos more, more noticeable and people to actually notice. This could be a good one for you. Now it's only for iOS, so be sure that you have an iPhone because you will not be able to use it. I'm sorry people, you will not be able to use it whatsoever. You'll be like, why can I not use this? Because like, you don't have an iPhone. All right. Are you, as a business person, trying to get you in more engagement with your employees? Well, Wisetail is that for you. It will have different types of, it's a learning management software to get your employees to learn more because that's always the best thing if they want to, obviously. There's recognition mes messages, user profile, gamifications. It works on all devices. It's a test builder, of course authoring and intuitive user interfaces with say and custom branding as well 
You also can do announcements, awards, and badges, surveys and polls, and like and rate comments so people can say if this is a terrible one, if this is a good one. So if you're, as a business, you're looking for a way to engage your employees more, get them to learn new things, this could be one for you. I'll put it in the show notes, as always. All right. Are you starting a new job and you're just like, I just don't know what to get. I don't know what to wear. Well, well-dressed could be that place for you where you can shop by among your styles. Make sure that you are dressed to the nines. Now, I only put this in there because I feel like sometimes people just don't know how to dress for interviews or for their first day of work, which I always say dress conservatively and dressed well, and then you can plan accordingly after the first day. That's my best advice for it. So check it out. I'll put it well-addressed. It is for iOS only, so do not try to download it for Android because you cannot. All right. Are you? Do you just have a terrible time with sharing buttons? You just cannot find the right sharing button for you. Where sharingbuttons.io has it for you. This is the fast and easy way to do social media sharing buttons with no JavaScript and no tracking if you want to. You can do Facebook, Twitter, uh, Google+, Plus, Tumblr, email, Pinterest, LinkedIn, Reddit, and that's kind of really about it. Uh, unfortunately, you can't do WhatsApp, but that would be awesome if you could. Uh, it is a simple code that you would put into that, so there's not much. You can do solid or circles, or solid circles. Uh, you can do medium, small, or large if you want to. Uh, so... Depending on what you want, you could do that. Uh, so you can. There's a bunch of different customizations, and it's a great way of getting uh, some social shares on there. All right, and the last one is, you know, coming to you from Dropbox. This Dropbox has announced a new app, actually called Dropbox Paper, and it's kind of basically a note-taking type app for you to, you know, get that done. Also for just embedding different types of medias as well, capturing notes, brainstorming as well, and to doing to-do lists. Everything you do in a business or even just personally is there for you. Uh, just I'll put the website where you can sign up for the beta because you don't have to sign up for the beta, and then that is for iOS and Android. So either one can use it, and you're all good. All right, guys, that is a marketing button for you. Hope you enjoyed it, and tune with me tomorrow when I go through gaming on Gamers Cafe. Yes, it's going to be very exciting. Ooh. And No Man's Sky is coming out closer. August 9th. It's getting so close. Anyways, uh, I'm your host, Brett Deister. Be sure to follow uh, Digital Coffee on Twitter, DigitalCO77EE, at Facebook, at Digital Coffee Podcast, Google Plus Digital Coffee Podcast, Instagram, at Digital Coffee Podcast, YouTube Digital Coffee Podcast, VinyDigital.coffee, and please subscribe to Digital Coffee on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, TuneIn as well. And if you like these podcasts, please consider supporting me on Patreon at Digital Coffee. All right, guys. See you tomorrow. Bye.